I would say, obedience to the Lord. And I want you to know, church here at Smithfield, that the Lord has used this meeting and y'all and the men that I've met to really grow me in my faith. He has shown me that even though I have heard, such as what Brother Larry talked about last night, is that uh, of how the Lord's worked in the past, He's shown me that He can still do those things today. Uh, and it's been through these faithful saints here at Smithfield, and I cannot thank you enough for, for your hospitality and your work. But I'm going to be honest with you all, this morning I'll be preaching from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. And as you turn in your Bibles there, I'm sure like many of you, I am tired. It's only the first day for me of Jubilee. We were here last night. I got to stay up and talk to friends. I am physically tired this morning. I am tired of being a bivocational pastor and the labor that that comes about with providing for a family but yet shepherding a church. I am tired of living in a world that is full of sin, that is full of just the things that we see. And there is a day that I long for. Coming over three sticks, I know you come to Jubilee with a message on your mind in case you're called upon to preach. And a message popped into my mind that I want us to look at from Matthew chapter 25 that I've entitled that glorious day. The day that I long for, the day that every Christian, I believe, that's sitting in here, that is outside of these walls, a day that they long for. And we find that day in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. We go to the text this morning, and it's a long passage, and I'm not going to go verse by verse through it, but I will have three thoughts I want us to look at. Verse 31, we go and we see that the Scriptures read, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And He shall set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. Then, he, then shall the king say unto them on His right hand, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me no meat." I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment." but the righteous into life eternal. Would you pray? Father, I come to you again this morning. And Lord, I have one request right now, and that's that you would help us. Lord, I ask that you would take this text and that you would illuminate for us, that your people would be encouraged and edified by it. Lord, I ask that the lost would be convicted and that you would draw them into yourself for salvation. And Lord, be with your preacher this morning. 
Be with me, Father. Help me to preach, Father, in a way that brings honor and glory upon yourself. And Father, just work according to your will. We thank you so much for the salvation that you have given us through Jesus, your Son. And we ask these things in his name. Amen. When I look at this text, I see a day that I long for. But there's three aspects or three things I want us to look at this in this day. I know there's much preaching within this text, but I want us to take a thousand foot view of it this morning and look at three actors, so to speak, in this text. Because in this text, when we look at it, as we do find a certain day, we see it mentioned all through Scripture on that day. But here in this day is we find a king, we find some sheep, and we find some goats. You see, when I think and I ponder upon this day that is coming, it causes me, church, to rejoice because Christ is sitting here upon His throne, upon His earth. He is ruling as He will. And we find that in verse 31, the Son of Man, He shall come. And how does He come? He's not coming as a lamb led to slaughter. He's not coming as some hippie Jesus who, who the world thinks that He is. But no, He is coming as the rightful King of who He is. And He is coming in His glory. I believe we look in this text and we find Him not hung up on a cross, but upon His throne. The King who has authority. Who has been given this authority by the Father. And here He is upon His throne. Not just a king, but a judge. A judge who judges unlike any judge that we have ever known. But one who judges perfectly just. Who is perfectly righteous. Oh, how my soul longs to see my king upon his throne. He is the king who will sit upon his throne. Who will not rule for his own desires in a negative way. But will rule and who will set things right. What a glorious day this will be. When my King sits upon His throne and all of His enemies are defeated. When Satan is defeated, His demons are defeated, and His last enemy, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians, death is defeated. Oh my, I long to see my King who came for me as a lamb to be slaughtered, to look and to fail, to, to view Him with my very eyes as my King. He, my King. Oh, what a wonderful day it will be. When my King is no longer up in heaven, but He is here physically upon this world. But we find in our text the work of my King. The work of our King. We look in our text and we see before Him all shall be gathered. And know this morning that if you are here without Christ, no matter how hard you deny Him, is that you will also be before my King. And before Him shall be gathered all nations. And He shall do something. We find the work in verse 32 of the King. He separates these who are gathered before Him from one another. How does he do it? Just as he says, he will do it in John chapter 10. Just as the text says that he does it here as a shepherd, shepherd divideth his flock. But look at what he does. We find him dividing all of the nations before him. But yet he's not just dividing them, but he's placing them in specific and certain positions. We go on into verse 34 and we see the sheep. The sheep 
Verse 34, I love how Jesus says this in verse 34. Then shall the king, he says, telling those hearers, I am the king. I am not a king. I am the king of kings. And he takes the sheep and he places them, he divides them to his right hand. Oftentimes I look at a text and I want to understand it and I think, well, who are the sheep? And I know that it is very well known, especially amongst this crowd, of who the sheep are. The sheep, we look and we think and ponder upon the identity of the sheep and we look through this text and we can find them in verse 34. He says He places them on the right hand. That position of honor is where He places His sheep. And He says, Come ye, blessed of My Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. The identity of the sheep. No longer slaves, but heirs. Heirs of a kingdom. And it's not just an earthly kingdom. It is not just a farm that is handed down from parent to child. But this is a heavenly kingdom. It is a kingdom of God. Where there is no death and no sin. No struggles and no sickness. But only the grace and the mercy and the loving kindness of the triune God. What a kingdom to be an heir of. I think and I say, well, what else is the, the, are the sheep? What is the identity of the sheep? They're blessed, according to our text. They're blessed of the Father from the foundation of the world. They've been chosen from before the foundations. They have been given. They have been set apart from before the foundations of the world. Dear Christian, if you are here this morning, is be reminded there's much to rejoice about this sovereign grace, this act of the Lord upon our very lives. There is nothing within ourselves that has made us into sheep. We have no power to turn ourselves into sheep. We did not choose to become sheep, but know the sovereign God of the Scriptures looked down and said, He is going to be my sheep from before the foundations of the world. See, these sheep, they're not those who just profess Christianity. No, they're the ones who live Christianity. And we'll see that here in a second. But these sheep, they're the ones who have bowed a knee to Christ upon this side of eternity. Who have been regenerated. Who have believed God and repented of their sin and placed their faith solely in the person and in the work of Christ alone. Who have been given life by the God of Scripture. This is who the sheep are. But the position of the sheep. It humbles me to think that God would take and place me here. You see, for I am nothing but a creature of the dust, of the mud, who has been raised up, who relies entirely upon Him, but yet I have rebelled against Him, yet He has made me a sheep. And not just made me a sheep, but He will place me at the right hand at a place of honor that I am not deserving of. And we see the cares of the sheep. The Lord comes through in verse 35, for I am hungered, I was thirsty, I was a stranger, I was naked, and so forth through that. Verse 37, the sheep say, the righteous say, where do we see this at? He says, when this, when, in verse 38, when saw we a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed her, when we saw we thee sick or in prison and come unto thee, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. 
We see the cares of the sheep in their identity. The cares of the sheep was not themselves. The cares of the sheep was not their very own desires. The cares of the sheep were not overly selfish and prideful, but their main and force, first and foremost care of the sheep is Christ. Their care is their Lord. Their care set upon their Lord, for He is their Savior. All they did to these is they did it as they had done it unto me, Jesus said. Their cares are set upon the Lord. Now think and I ponder upon these sheep and their kingdom. The kingdom of the sheep. Oh, what a kingdom that it is, for it is not a, a, a temporary kingdom. But in verse 46, as we find that this is an eternal kingdom, but the righteous enter in life eternal. The kingdom of heaven. What a glorious day it will be when my king is up, up when my king is upon his throne. And I beg of you to ask each of yourselves, is, will it be that you are also in this position at the right hand of the king? As if this day came today, if the clouds parted and my king came, if today was this day, would you be in this position of honor? There are many who are very quickly say, yes, I will be in this position of honor. But look at yourself. And if you have not bowed a knee to Christ on this side of eternity, you will not be placed with the sheep. You say, well, Michael, I have to do that. I'll tell you that I'm a Christian. But what are your cares towards? You see, if your cares are not towards Christ Jesus, if you have no love in your life towards Christ Jesus, if He is merely a friend with benefits to you, you are not a sheep. For one who is of a sheep, they have been given life, they have been given ears to hear and eyes to see. Their focus is upon Christ and they love Him with everything that they have. But where are your cares this morning? You see, it may be that your cares may lay more in line with where we're going next. For we find a king, we have found sheep in our text, and we find goats Verse 41, then he shall say also unto them, that is the goats on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to be me. And when I think and I ponder upon this is, well, let's just walk through it, such as the goats, or as we did with the sheep. The goats, we can also think, well, what is the identity of the goats? Very clearly put, the identity of the goats are those who die in their sin. It is the atheist who never bows his knee to Christ upon this side of eternity. It is the procrastinator who thinks, the young man who thinks, when I am out of school and have a family, I will take care of these spiritual matters. It is the self-righteous who think, because I am in church, because I give, because I am better than the drug addict, I will be okay. Yet they die. In their sin. But the goat's position is different than the sheep's. It's not to the right, which is a position of honor, but it's to the left, 
which is a position of dishonor. It's to the left. They have no honor. They have no hope. But what about their cares? The goat cares. Yes, sir. We look at this and he goes through just as he did with the sheep. But we find that the goats did nothing for him. They did not take him in when he was a stranger. Did they not clothe him when he was, or help him when he was sick? They did not visit him. And they want to know, Lord, well, when did we see you? We don't remember seeing you sick or hungry. We don't remember seeing you naked. And he tells them, it's opposite of the sheep. Inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. You see, I believe we find the goat's cares right here. The goat's cares are for themselves. The goat's cares are for themselves. Ultimately, they're busy serving a God, which is the God of this world, and not the risen Christ. But the goats are caring for themselves. They are seeking whatever their flesh desires. That is their first and their foremost is what do I want? Is this is what I will seek. What benefits me? What must I do to gain this for me? And it's a sad state. A sad state, Christian, that I believe that we should look upon with pity. For they have no hope. See, they do not care for the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's a sad state because they do not care for the one who is their very creator. The one who formed them out of dust, who who breathed life into their nostrils. They have no cares for the one who sustains their very life. Who gives them the breath that they are using to blaspheme Him. They care not for the one who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But we find that there is a certain destination for the goats. Why it's not used in the text, I would say that the goats are getting a kingdom as well. But not in the same aspect as the Christian. You see, the goat's destination. When I look at this text, in verse 46, or actually, let me back up a little bit. In verse 41, then he shall say unto them on the left hand, depart from me. As we find that the goat's destination... It's a departure from God. It's a departure from Him. He says, depart away from me. Have you ever thought and pondered what that means? Ultimately, what the the sense that that carries right here? Away from my grace. Beloved, this is something that no man understands to its fullness. For all men are shown a measure of the grace of God as He sustains their life, as He provides to fill their bellies. Amen. But yet here they're told, depart from me. No longer a partaker of any of His grace. Depart from me, away from my mercy, away from my love and my goodness and the hope that is in me. Depart. But it's not just as some folks think. It's not that they may depart for him for a moment and some people throw a few pennies in the offering plate and they get sprung from it. 
Or that they just go and they are in punishment for a little while. But in verse 41 and 46, is we find a word that is repeated twice right here about their departure. Everlasting. Verse 46 again, everlasting. 41 is everlasting is followed with fire. Verse 46 is followed with punishment. And dear friends, it's just as the saints, the sheep, are led away into that kingdom of God it, for all of eternal, eternity, it's so these goats are led away into the kingdom of Satan for all of eternity. And I may be using the kingdom as the wrong word at the moment. If I do, I apologize. I'm not a smart man. But they're going where things are not good. And it's a place of everlasting fire, of everlasting punishment. Yes, sir. And in verse 41, I believe it's a place that will hold them, but it was prepared for the devil and his angels, according to the words of Jesus. What a terrible way. What a terrible place to spend eternity. But beloved, as I rejoice, as I look at this text, as though I may be tired of several different things, as I look forward to this glorious day of when my King comes. I have hope because I know that when my King comes, He will set all things right. But yet, if this glorious day was today, if today was this day that we read about this morning, is where would you be numbered? Is it that you would be numbered amongst the sheep? And if it is so, then let's rejoice as a church. Or is it that you would be numbered with the goats? If it is that you look at yourself, or you truly know of where you would be numbered at, I have no doubt about that. But if you find yourself numbered amongst the goats, if this day were today, then I tell you to flee to Christ. For He is any man's only hope. He is the only way and He was faithful to save. I fear that there are many who say, I am a good person. He would not cast me into hell. Or that they will plead a case before Him or I will tend matters into my, later in my life. His dear friends, is know that when my King is upon His throne, and He is judging from His throne, is that He does so justly, perfectly, and we do not comprehend that. There will be no swaying Him. There will be no begging Him. But just a perfectly just and righteous judgment. And dear friend, if you say, I will not flee to Christ, is I want you to know is that one day your knee will bow to Christ. For one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is the Lord. But Christian, let us keep hope. Let us remind, be reminded of whatever happens upon this side of eternity, whether we face persecution or whatever happens with the government, is let us know that we are on the winning team because of the work which He hath done on our behalf. And let us march forward knowing that He is the King of kings who has purchased us. And I pray that He will be glorified by the preaching of His Word. Brother Brandon.